Welcome to We Chat Divorce, hosted by Karen Chalou, Legal Liaison, and Katherine Shanahan, CDFA. Each episode, we sit down with divorce professionals and industry experts to provide insights and frank discussions about real people, real situations, and real divorce to help you achieve your best life post-divorce. This episode of We Chat Divorce is brought to you by My Divorce Solution, offering divorce financial planning so clients can secure the divorce settlement they deserve. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to request access. Welcome to WeChat Divorce, brought to you by My Divorce Solution and hosted by myself, Karen Shalou, Legal Liaison, and Katherine Shanahan, Divorce Financial Specialist. On these special explainer videos, we answer the top questions about divorce, giving you confidence and clarity. Today, we're going to open the discussion about a really important and difficult topic, and that's financial abuse. What is financial abuse? How does it reveal itself? And what can you do about it? Let's get started in this conversation. So let's start out with what is financial abuse? It can be defined as the use of a person's money or finances without their knowledge or consent in order to gain power and control over them. This type of abuse is a less commonly understood form of domestic abuse. Narcissists use this form of domestic abuse to control their victim's ability to be independent because money and material wealth are highly important to them which makes it the focal point of their relationships. You know, Karen, when you say that, a lot of feelings are probably flooding in people's minds. And I think what I want to go back to something you said there, and you said it's without their knowledge or consent. So those are two different things, right? So some people have the knowledge, they don't give the consent, or they give the consent without having the knowledge. And so how do you reveal if this is a financially abusive relationship? And I'd like to talk about just some things on the awareness if you're in this type of situation. So one thing, and then maybe we can give some examples for everyone. So one thing we hear a lot about is you're criticized for the way you think financially. Another is you're controlled by a budget, meaning it's okay to have a budget, but there's a double standard a lot of times. And you're being told what you can spend money on and what you can't be spend money on. And as we talk about these, we'll go back and give some examples. Another is making financial decisions without you, big financial decisions without your input, limiting your access to any of your cash or accounts to look at them, being password controlled, controlling whether you work or not. Of course, until it's time for a divorce, they want you to work. So let's talk about some examples of those topics I just brought up, Karen. Criticizing your financial thinking. What does that mean to you? Yeah, so I feel like I get a lot of this uh, when we first start working with a lot of our clients because they come to the table with, I'm not smart. I'm not good at math. I've never been a part of the financial decisions in the household. And they, they come to the table already defeated because of this relationship. And so- a lot of times they don't even realize that it was not okay. They just said, well, I did this and my spouse did that. But at the end of the day, you know, people need to understand, I feel that the financial autonomy, that they both need to be present and in the know, irrespective of who's managing it. That's where I always say, you know, asking questions and being questioned are two different things. 
So maybe you are in a situation where you need to ask a few times a question about your finances. Well, that's okay. Ask as many times as you need to and get the answers that you need. Yeah. So the other is controlling your budgets. You know, there's the double standard there. You know, you're our big budget person and you do a budget that you probably um, is more detailed than anyone I know. But there's a difference between doing a budget and being told how to spend your money and what to spend your money on. What's that difference? Well, controlling your budget is being in the know and having a say about how every dollar is spent that is available to you, whether it's being spent on expenses or vacations or savings or whatever. It really should be a family decision or you should at least have input in it. So a lot of people don't have that. They just take what they're allowed or what they think they have. So when you're talking about what you can spend, you certainly need to know what's available to you, right? You need to know that. And it needs to be a part of a conversation about then what are we going to do with that? And if you're not having those conversations, it's time to start. And I think some people have trouble with that because they're so afraid of triggering a negative response from their spouse. That reminds me of people when they come in and they say, you know, I need financial Clarity in your service is exactly what I need. However, let me go ask my spouse if I could spend the money to get the financial clarity. You know, part of me feels so sad when they say that because I know they're being in a financially controlled relationship. And the other part of me wants to just say why your spouse is spending money on X, Y, and Z. Why do you need to get their permission to spend it for yourself? But that's something you have to work on, um, having the confidence to know that you're worth it. Yeah. So that brings to the making the financial decisions, big financial decisions. How many times, you know, we have someone who bought a car without telling their spouse, yet you can't go to Starbucks and buy a coffee without asking for permission. You know, that's a red flag. Or limiting your access. Um, Karen, talk about the importance of, you know, even accessing, oh, we could talk about that later, but limiting your access to documentation and your tax return, for example. Yeah. So first of all, you know, your signature is required on tax returns. Your signature is probably required on a lot of things. And understanding that and knowing that if you haven't even made the decision to get divorced or if you're in the middle of divorce, a lot of people want to rely on that, that, well, I didn't know. But at the end of the day, frankly, it's your responsibility to know in these types of relationships. And so if you are going before a court, they're going to, that's not really going to matter that you didn't know because it is your job to know. So in the divorce setting. Um, so it's important that, you know, you don't fall back to being defensive because it's something that you're entitled to. And so when you're signing documents or when there's assets that are in the family name, it's, it's your, it's essentially your job to know the details about that. So when you can come to the table and ask for passwords, because I want to know and because I need to know because I'm part of this relationship too, are steps to take. So the last little red flag here, and listen, we can go on and have this conversation with a lot more, but controlling whether you work or not. You know, we often hear people who say, I, they come like embarrassed. You know, I gave up my career 
we discussed it and I was supposed to just raise the kids and run the household. And now I don't have any retirement because my spouse worked and saved and I didn't have an opportunity to do that. Um, that is a sign of control. So if you're in your relationship and you want to work outside of the home, that is your right. Um, so if you're coming to that group decision that you're not going to work, that's not being controlled. It's just a group decision unless you're doing it in a coercive way. Um, but don't feel guilty about that. Just know that that is a sign of your being in a financially unhealthy relationship. But you mentioned earlier, you know, these are things that we can do about it. So, you know, let's talk about what we could do about some of these scenarios and more. So the first one is protecting your financial information. And I think you really hit on that with the tax return. What are some other ways that people can protect their personal information? Well, one thing you can do is have your own accounts that you're able to manage. A lot of um, relationships call them discretionary accounts where you have autonomy to spend from that account. And so does your spouse in whatever way that you want to spend discretionary money. That's a great way to start the process of financial autonomy and getting your, you know, your sea legs about managing money. Run a credit report. That's important that you know what you're exposed to because that's your social security number. It's your financial data that you need to know about and you need to protect. Um, especially well, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Yes. And because people who are being financially controlled, it's not uncommon that specifically a narcissistic spouse will run things using your credit. So that credit report might be, be, don't be surprised if you see something that you weren't prepared to see. That's so true. Um, sometimes you are the more credit worthy spouse, even though you may be in a relationship with a narcissist. And so then you agree to be the one on the mortgage, the one to get the credit cards, but yet your spouse is managing and not, not so much managing, that's okay, but controlling that asset or that debt for you. And so, you know, you really need to, to be in that space, understanding what your personal information means to the relationship now and moving forward. Well, before we go on, you brought up something very important. Um, and that is you may be the person with the better credit. And that is a sign for you. If you're being asked all of a sudden to show up, to sign something, or you're being asked to just sign here because this will help us, or we're going to refinance because we're needing to do this or that, they need you. They need you and your credit history. And that's a sign of being controlled if you're not looking into that. And that's where we go back to what you said in the beginning, the knowledge standpoint. You know, you might have the knowledge but you're not really paying attention to it because you're being controlled. So right. don't want to sign something that could be your first step of taking your own independence there. Like, wait a minute, I'm not signing that until I get to read the fine print. Yeah. And maybe you don't understand the fine print, but that doesn't mean you're not smart enough. It just means you don't understand the fine print. So I wouldn't really recommend that you go speak with your best friend, but you know, there are resources out there that can help you and educate you to understand what the fine print means to you. Um, and of course, you can get your spouse's 
opinion too, because you know what they think about it. But that doesn't always mean that's what it is. It just means that that's their opinion about it. How many times, Catherine, do we talk to people where they say, I thought my spouse was so smart. I thought they just knew everything. And that really hasn't been the case at all. Um, we see it a lot post-COVID where businesses have failed and personal assets have been used and put at risk and spouses didn't know. And, and you know, you really will benefit from knowing. Absolutely. Uh, listen, this is scary. I know if you're listening, a lot of people don't have um, confidence in themselves first off to control money or to, they don't want to manage it. You know, some just choose to, you know, put it in the hands of somebody else. But a lot of people are just being um, abused with finances and it goes hand in hand typically with emotional abuse and physical abuse because another sign is your spouse who gets enraged by your spending or your money or anything that they don't have control over. So you just need to know that you deserve this information and you need to start preparing and you might have to squirrel some money away because the way they keep you in this relationship is that control. So finding a support system, you know, a counselor, your religious leader, a coach, a therapist, somebody that can help you build that confidence. I know that Karen, we get so inspired by our clients when they come through the process because we just deal with the financial piece of the divorce process, just when they get that knowledge, you know, they sit a little stronger, their faces aren't so withdrawn, you know, they just, you see a light bulb turning on. And that's such a good feeling um, to know that you're worthy of this information and you don't need your attorney, your best friend, your spouse, your biggest confidant to give you permission to invest in yourself, to get this information and take that step moving on to your own independence. And even if you're staying married, getting financially independent just makes everything better because you're working from the inside out and you are smart enough, right? Yeah, you are smart enough and you don't even have to be good at math. You're looking at someone right now, me, who's by definition, not good at math, but I, I did um, take the steps I took them on my own because I grew up in a, a family, in a culture where women um, were not good at managing money. And so I defied that by taking one step at a time and learning and knowing. So now maybe I'm still not good at math, but I'm damn good at managing money. And you can be too. So thank you for joining us in this episode, although a difficult one, a very important one. We hope that this is the opening of a series of conversations um, about financial abuse and how you can maybe overcome that or get better at dealing with it. Um, we hope you have a clearer understanding of some red flags that are out there and a couple little steps you can take. You know, you can only start with one step at a time. So do that for yourself. Stay tuned for future episodes as we continue to unravel the fascinating world of finance and divorce. Remember, knowledge is power and divorce knowledge is everything. Disclaimer, P.S. The information provided in this um, Divorce Explored is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be considered as financial or legal advice. 
please consult with professionals in the relevant fields for personal guidance. If you're considering divorce, make sure to protect your wealth with divorce financial planning from My Divorce Solution. Our certified divorce experts will help you untangle your finances and understand your settlement options so you can negotiate your marital assets with confidence. Protect your financial estate with divorce financial planning. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to see if you qualify to work with our financial divorce experts. That's MyDivorceSolution.com for expert divorce financial planning. Thanks for joining us on another episode of We Chat Divorce. We hope this episode was informative and supportive on your divorce journey. If you're looking for more support for navigating divorce with confidence and clarity, head over to MyDivorceSolution.com for more podcast episodes, divorce events, and resources for your divorce. We'll see you back here for our next episode.